All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. And away we go for the Tuesday edition of Lease Morning Take. It is Nick Alberga and Jay Rosal presented by Batano, our good friends over at Batano. We're getting set for the Leafs and the Washington Capitals. Frozen frenzy, Rosie. The concept is real. 16 uh, different games, 16 different start times. What do you make of that? How are you today? I'm all right. Smashing coffee. Yeah. That's One of those days. It is. Snow on the ground. I'm freezing to shovel it. It's going to melt. Screw this climate, man. I get a little bummed out this time of year, but frozen frenzy gets me back into it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They can pull that off, man. Every single team in the show playing at a different time. That's insane. So I don't even understand how they can pull that off, but, uh, 16 games. If you want to sit there and watch hockey for an entire, entire day with nothing else going on in your life, someone like you could do that. Yeah, exactly. And lucky for us, the first game on the 16-game slate is the Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals, which we're going to preview today. Uh, your old buddy who played with Devontae Smith-Pelly, who won the Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals in 2018, is going to drop by in about 20 minutes from now. We're going to obviously talk some Ovechkin. He's off to a slow start here with the Capitals. But get Debo's perspective on the Maple Leafs. I mean, a lot cooking with this team through five games, game three of five here on the road. But yeah, that's the unique thing, I think, with this whole concept is like you're never going to make every fan base happy. And uh, the consternation on social media since like Sunday about people bitching about one game being on Monday and one on Wednesday 
to compensate for the 16 on Tuesday. It's just pro sports in a nutshell. And you see the, uh, the full slate um, on the screen right now. It just, it, it just pro sports where not everybody's going to be happy and people take the social media to bitch and complain about it. It's hilarious. Yeah, but it's the NHL. So as long as the Maple Leaf market is happy, then everything else should just fall into exactly. place or no one really cares. <laughs> exactly. We're pumped up. How do you feel about having snow in the month of October, like midway through October, man? Because I, I saw pictures of that. They're promoting the Heritage Classic, which again, I don't know if uh, Connor McDavid is going to play in it. They're not ruling him out just yet, but something tells me they're trying to sell some tickets out there. What's it like <laughs> having snow this early, man? It was like 15 degrees here yesterday in Toronto. I know it's been a beautiful fall, man. I was golfing like six days ago. It just dumped down. I'm hoping it's gone by the weekend, but I don't like it, man. Winter's too long. Like I'm trying to crunch the numbers. I'm like, it's a solid five months of snow going forward. I, uh, I got to get down South faster than, than possible, but that's not going to happen for several, several, several years. So just got to embrace it, man. What else can you do? My brother says, quit bitching about it. This happens every year. You shouldn't be surprised. Don't you have a trip in like a week? Yeah. Aren't you? Where are you going? Palm Springs, baby. Wow. Le- Leafs warning takes going on the road in November. You're going to Palm Springs. I'm going to be in Florida for 10 days, like mid November. We're, we're going tropical with this thing. Cause I can't take this weather either. And it's not even cold here yet. I love it, man. Nothing better than getting away in, uh, in these months when it's snowing here, but unlike the snowbirds, I can't do it for like five and six months at a time, but that's all right. I'm still yeah. young. Yeah, we are. And uh, we're building towards the pinnacle of one day doing Leafs morning take from like a Vegas pool party or something, right? Baby steps with this thing. I don't know where else we're going to host this show together, but I think baby steps. I, like It would be great to do it from a beach one day. Who knows? It'd be wicked. Well, we'll have all-star break this year in Dot. It won't be a tropical climate, but I think there's going to be some fun stuff come out of that for sure. Yeah, I think we're aiming for those of you who are in the GTA area or will be at All-Star. I think we're aiming to do some stuff together and have some meetups so you can meet Jay Rosehill in person. And that specific uh, person you can meet is Travis Houston. Hopefully we can get him out. I know you called him a bitch <laughs> to wrap yesterday's program up. Any <laughs> repentance, any apologies coming your way today or no? There's no apologies. <laughs> Am I going to get any apologies? We'll see. Guy said I can't even spell. It's a good beef. I, I I tell you you can't even spell, but I guess I get the benefit of the doubt because I'm your co-host, right? I can spell just fine, you guys. It's autocorrect on Twitter when I didn't realize it didn't have autocorrect. And other than that, I am just fine at spelling. I'm actually above average at spelling. It's a numbers thing I don't like all that much. In case you missed it, I'm with you too, which is funny because my last name's Alberga and it's close to algebra. I am so bad at math. And that's probably the only reason I, I turned to broadcasting because I'm like, I can't do anything math specific. Like it just, it's, it's tough for, for the kid. Well, there's only nine numbers and uh, they just. I think you said 10 last week. It was 10 numbers last week. Well, zero is not actually a number, is it? That, that was, see, that, that's what happens on social media. And I sort of feel for Rosie again, because I've been in broadcasting for 12 years and people listen to you and. Uh, they just pick up on things like they nitpick the, the littlest shit. It's like, I don't even pay attention to that stuff anymore. It's ridiculous. I think it's funny. At least it means they're watching, right? And paying attention. True. That's all we care about. True. And we we care about Crown Royal and Wendy's and Covered Ridge and all our friends here in Botano. And we're having a great time uh, here at Leafs Morning Take. What are the chances we get Ryan Reeves and uh, and uh, Tom Wilson tonight in D.C.? Revo. I don't know, man, if uh, Tom Wilson is up to the task. That's what I'm wondering. Whoa. Depends how that game's going. Um, have they gone before, I wonder? Should I believe they have. Top of my head, they have. Fights. 
Yeah. They have gone before. Hey, it's possible. I mean, Revo's on a bit of a tear. There's been a... I think last game was the first game there wasn't a scrap in uh, the Leaf season so far, which I mean, geez, usually it's a complete opposite. Maybe like, what, 10%? If that, there's a fight. How many fights did Leaf have last year? Like six. Six? It felt like... Yeah, not much, man. So, yeah, they're off to a good start. Depends how the game goes on. I always remember guys would text me on game day. Are you going to fight this guy? Are you going to fight this guy? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see how the game goes. We'll see what's going on. If we pot two or three quick ones, then I'm probably Mm going to brush them off or vice versa. So you never know what's going to happen. But those two would be the combatants. If one did happen, I would certainly imagine. Dude, we got to set up a tag team match because Travis is going at you quickly. He says, morning, Nick and Jay. <laughs> Did you send him the clip of him saying undifferent? I have it. But Elvis lives like this is the tag team match. You and me against Elvis lives and Travis Houston because Elvis lives right away. Just rip it on Marner. We weren't even on air. And I'm telling Rosie off air. I'm like, this guy's going after it early. It's going after going it after. Early. Yeah, it's not that hard to go after Marner, is it? I don't know. Let's let's see what he said. So this is before the show. What exactly do in cap locks? Matthews and Marner do five on five. Nylander Matthews is where the magic is. Nikki boy, don't give me 99 points. Most were on the power play, not five on five. Last time I checked power play points are points. I'd love this guy to give me an opinion on McDavid and Drysettle getting a billion points per season on the power play. Like I think that's a flawed, flawed excuse. Mitch Marner and then Matthews, that combo is pretty damn good. Okay. Like that's it. There's a few f- few fire ponies on that front end of that Maple Leafs team. And uh-huh. the thing where I what he's what I think is when you're looking at points and numbers and stuff, if a guy what if you're looking at a guy's numbers and you need to, you know, reiterate that he does not play on the power play, that's something that makes sense to me. But if a guy's got a ton of points, you can't say that doesn't count. He's plays power play. Yeah, dude, I'm laughing. Travis is hilarious. <laughs> For the record, yeah, I the show I didn't know it was Rosie's time of the month. <laughs> you're on your period or something no I, this is a good this is a good rivalry brewing so we love that uh Devontae smith belly is coming up in about 10 minutes brought to you by doordash it's time for the appetizer thanks to doordash you don't have to worry about cooking dinner or running to the store let it all come to you for a limited time our listeners and viewers can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code NATION25. That's NATION25. Reminder, uppercase NATION25. Please note this offer is currently only valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. I forgot to mention where you could subscribe to our podcast. My mistake. At the Leafs Nation 401. At the Leafs Nation 401. Where you could subscribe. New line combos, Rosie. It seems like a daily occurrence in Leafs Nation. We've seen all variations, but they're going back to Yarncroke, Matthews, and Marner. Do you like that look having Yarncroke on the top line? Not overly. <laughs> it, breaks, it breaks it up a little bit. Um, you know, this team can be called top heavy sometimes. And like, I don't know, man. There's it's just like there are no lines. There are no lines. What do you new lines? These are just lines. Like they're always just lines. There are always different people everywhere. Yarn croak has been on the third line. He's on the first line. Bertuzzi, Tavares, Nylander. You got to keep those two together for sure. Try to get Bertuzzi going. I get that. Nice camp Domi. That's cool. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. I think that could be solid. Camp is an unsung hero, like I talked about. Homer. I like Gregor skating, man. Like he can skate this kid. Hey, and he yeah. plays like plays tough. He's a good addition. I think there'll be a lot of games coming down the stretch where we'll be like, man, that guy, 
you know, he was the glue that kept that uh, that game on the rails and whatnot. That can be a big fourth line that gets her done. Min sitting out. I think the writing's on the wall there. This guy's going to go back to junior. He had a great start to the season. Confidence booster. He knows what it's like now. Now he can go back and develop a little bit more, being the man back in junior. That's what I think. Anyways, I'd be very surprised if they caught him how, or if they kept him. How about you? Yeah, I'm exactly the same route. Um, I, I think we're at a point where it's like a foregone conclusion, but maybe they're just waiting for the end of the road trip. Like, this obviously can benefit a young player. I mean, he's just 19 to get a look at the NHL, to get your first taste of the road. I think it's cool. Although, of course, uh, you know, going out and drinking age in the States is actually 21. So I don't know how much this kid can truly do right now. It's a good experience, but I think the writing's on the wall. Like you're a health bomb two games in a row. And granted, I get the coach doesn't want to change the lineup after winning the last game. Uh, but I, I just think Minton's days are numbered here with the Maple Leafs. And we all expect that. And on top of that, I don't know if you've seen like Nick Robertson's off to a really good start. Would he be your first call up from the AHL? I think so. I think, uh, you know, that's a hole that he could fill. We've talked about how you you bring up like what lines he probably playing on in the Marlies top two guarantee, yeah. right? Yeah. Probably their number one guy. So to bring him up and then to stuff him on the fourth line, that's difficult, but uh, it's, it's tough for a player like that. Like it's kind of his last kick at the can here with, I'm not, I shouldn't say last kick at the can, but I mean, he's had these struggles and these injuries and he's had these setbacks. And when he's gotten his chance, he hasn't really flourished. And all of a sudden you're looking at your watch going, well, it's kind of, Time's ticking here for you, man. Like we were expecting you to be X and it hasn't really happened yet, but opportunity's tough. Like I always thought it was tough when those skill guys from a first line in the American League come up and play fourth line in the NHL. It's like you're not really designed to do that. Like you're not going to get your points. You're not going to make plays. You're not going to be able to, you know, even have enough uh, ice time to go out there and get your mojo going. So it'll be difficult for him, but I'm thinking the Leafs are going to want to give him another chance to say, hey, Here's another shot. Here's another crack. Let's see what you can do. Let's see if you can change our mind. Hell, maybe even bring up your your trade bait value, you know, and start doing making a little bit of noise. But if there's no spot for him in the next few years, maybe that's the best thing for him is to to go to an organization that's looking to use him in a proper scenario and we can get something that we need in return. And he could be a nice piece of trade bait, but you got to get him out there, get him playing to, uh, to entice somebody. Do you like the Bertuzzi, Tavares, Nylander trio? It's got like a weird look to it. I don't know. I like nice with Tavares personally, but again, like I, like you, I put zero stock in the lines as many of you in the chat are saying right now, they're going to change them after 10 minutes. Anyways, I, I've, I've never seen a team like this in my life. Honestly, you've played a lot of hockey in your life. I've never seen a coach who changes his lines as frequently as Sheldon Keefe. Like I, I don't even remember some of these combinations. They're done already. Yeah, especially in this league, man. Like, usually you have at least a few, you know, mainstays and guarantees, and he doesn't have any of that. Like, top to bottom, he can wrinkle it up, and I don't know. Fuck, what again, happens I, behind the scenes, though, Rosie? Like, are, like you're, you're the king of the eye roll, which I love about you. Like, are, are guys rolling their eyes when they're like, oh, shit, a new line mate, a new line mate? Or do they care? No, I think they very well could. Like, you walk yeah. into the dressing room and the jerseys, they're different colors. They're hanging in your stall, right? So you see who it is. And usually you're the same color all year long or else you are you got the same guys out there and you can work on stuff after practice and whatnot. And these guys probably look around to see who the hell they're with and what line they're on every single day because it changes. I imagine there's some eye rolls going on sometimes or else... Uh, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe they maybe they don't mind as much who they're playing with. Maybe they don't have a specific desire on who to play with because if they did and if they're clicking and had tons of mojo with a certain group of guys, then that would probably 
come to the cream rises to the top and you're going to be able to stick with that guy and there'd be reason for Keith. But I, I don't think we can say indefinitely that there's a line that should absolutely be together because yeah. they're phenomenal together and they have tons of cam. I don't really know that that stood out yet. And obviously keeps looking for that. My beef is that he just doesn't give it any time for anything to come to fruition. Let's ask uh, today's guest, 2018 Stanley Cup champion, your former teammate, former Washington Capital, of course, among other squads. It's Devontae Smith-Pelly. Devo, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, line combinations. Uh, were you a player that got annoyed if your coach changed the lines too often? Uh, first of all, thanks for having um, Yeah, no, I, I hated it, honestly. Uh, um, you know, you don't really get any mojo going. You can't really figure out what your line is doing when, you know, you have a couple bad shifts and um, everything is in a blender. So I, I personally always hated it and, and preferred to play, you know, with at least one of the guys uh, all the time. With Emerson Edom all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's my boy. What a beauty. <laughs> Me you and him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, uh, Devo, what's up? Uh... What's going on with these Caps? The Leafs are facing them tonight. How do you like that matchup? And a little bit of a slow start for the Caps right now. Did you expect that? Or what are you seeing out of that outfit? Um, I, I expected a little bit. New coach, new system, new philosophy, stuff like that. Um, not only that, you know, a lot of guys starting a little slow all at the same time. Um, they got two major major piece is coming off uh, massive surgeries Tom Wilson Nick Backstrom like I expected them to be a little bit rusty um so I mean it's going to take some time to all of that coming together finding your legs um figuring out what the coaches want and need from you and um I, it, it's hard for me to bet against those guys not figuring it out but you know it's obviously not the ideal start no, it's not. Uh, any concern about Ovechkin's slow start? Like, it's tough for me to say because this guy's one of the greatest ever to score goals in this league's history. You played with him, you know, you won with him. Um, any concern that, fa like, Father Time stands, you know, undefeated? I mean, Father Time's going to get Ovi at some point in time. Any concern there? Not really. I mean, I, I think um, I, I watched last game and, and obviously he came up two straight games without a shot, but last game he was creating... Um, you know, his second assist to Strom there, he could have easily just shot it. So it doesn't seem like he's forcing it or um, thinking about it too much. So I think, you know, as long as he's getting some chances, um, they're eventually going to go in and it's pretty streaky. So I expect, you know, he's going to get one and, and go on a little run for sure. Mm -hmm. Devo, lots of guys on this uh, podcast who have played with Sid have talked about, you know, what he's like behind the scenes at practice, like just his whole mentality, work ethic, the way he goes about his business. What's Ovi like behind the scenes playing with him? Does anything stand out? Um, to me, what stood out is obviously you hear all these stories um, without knowing him and people assuming he's selfish and um, assuming he, you know, doesn't really care and stuff like that. Um, when I originally got there, you know, he welcomed me with open arms. He, he welcomed all the new guys, all the young guys, made sure everyone's good. You needed anything, he would get it for you. Um, and how much he did care, you know, after losses, you know, freaking out on the bench, you know, snapping on guys in, in, a, in a good way. Not, you know, degrading them or anything like that. But um, so I, I, I got to see that he was intense and cared where, um, you know, before I got there, the media was telling me that he didn't care. And 
um, he was lazy and stuff like that, which just totally wasn't the case. Does he do nasty shit in practice? Um, well, he doesn't shoot in practice because, you know, he doesn't want to want to hurt anyone. So he doesn't, um, he, he just, in practice, he strictly passes it. Um, unless it's, you know, it's a two on one or anything like that, but any drill where, you know, five on five and power play, he, he just doesn't shoot it because I'm sure earlier in his career, he used to blast it and probably got uh, some shit for that. <laughs> uh, do you have any, like uh, one memory that stands out of like playing with Ovi that will be ingrained in your mind? Is it something maybe from like the parade or something like that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a, he, he's, he's one of a kind. And I, I just, I would just remember like the first time I saw like a one-timer go in. I, I was sitting on the bench. I remember it was New Jersey and you get like the perfect angle of just him and the goalie. And there was, you know, only a puck length room and the puck went perfectly far down top shelf. And that was uh, early in my first season. And I just remember being like, wow, this is crazy. And then him doing it like, you know, 40 more times that year, 50 more times, whatever. And uh, it was just amazing to watch. And obviously great to cap it off with the win, but uh, you know, he's one of a kind and, and uh, he'll get going here for sure. I imagine what's uh, we need a prediction here. Batano prediction on the game tonight. Who do you got? (laughs) Oh man. You know, I, I think the Cats are still trying to find their game. They played better, better last game for sure. Um, probably going to have to go with the Leafs, though. Um, in, in a tight, in a tight one, but you know, I think the Cats are they're trying to find their game slowly. But um, you know, the Leafs are are they're going to be playing fast, and they might have a little trouble with them tonight. What's your uh, what's your read on this Leafs team? Obviously, some substantial changes in terms of some of the depth guys um, interchangeable. Obviously, in the offseason were made. But uh, do you like this roster? I mean, you're somebody who has been to the summit, finally got to the summit with the Washington Capitals. Do you like the look of this team, Debo? Yeah, I definitely don't mind it for sure. You know, I think there's some could be some tweaks. Um, you know, like you said earlier, the line changing stuff like that. I think you know you got to give some guys some run. Um, sticking together and seeing if, you know, those combinations can work, but, you know, they definitely, they definitely have, you know, it all. I mean, obviously we know the top of the lineup is um, insanely skilled, um, you know, and adding you know, a guy like Max and, and Nyes and stuff will, will only make them deeper. So, you know, I, I like the team. Like I said, I, I just want to see, you know, guys get some run with the same line uh, consecutive games and see, you know, if you can find some, you know, some combinations that, you know, are going to work. So later in the year, if things are changing, you, you know, some combinations that, that can and will work. We've talked this year about the consistency of the Leafs and the expectations of being like a championship team. And if that even looks that way, when you guys had that team in, in, in uh, Washington, you won the cup, obviously. Did you know that was a special team or was the whole thing a grind and you kind of found it in the playoffs or did you know, did you just know what to expect every night with that group? Um, well, from the start, I mean, I, I went in there after, you know, a heartbreaking um, loss to Pittsburgh the year before. So, you know, I could kind of feel, you know, the anger and, and you know, guys were hurt. It, it took a while to get going. I mean, we, I think in November we were awful. We got smoked in Colorado and I remember, um, you know, Trotsy coming in and, and just ripping guys, ripping into guys and, 
from that point forward, we kind of turned it on and we got extremely hot and going into the playoffs, we were, we were feeling good playing well. So it, it wasn't a thing of, you know, I signed there and oh, this is going to be the team. I, I had no idea what to expect. We did not start off well at all. Um, but as you got into January, February, March, you know, we turn it on and, um, and then we lost the first two games of the playoffs. So then things just changed instantly. So you never really know, but, um, obviously we knew we had a good team, but you just, you just can't tell until you get there. Like I said, we went down to nothing instantly and, um, the season could have been over. It could have been, it could have been done right. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, that's the one thing people forget about that cup run is Philip Grubauer starts, obviously, Braden Holpe takes over and the rest is history. And I covered that Stanley Cup final. I was at a couple games in Vegas. What a fucking party. Epic stuff. <laughs> Speaking of which, so you and I uh, frequently, sometimes, it depends on when, we hit the town a bit. And uh, you do recall this after the least. You're, you're smiling already. So the least we tamper, Rosie. <laughs> And uh, I call up Devo and I say, hey, you, you want to take a peek? So we end up to a, one of our favorite spots, Parlor on King West. What, what was going through your head when you saw Leafs fans celebrating the way they were that night? Like the, the, the city was buzzing that night, Devo. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understood it. I, I got it. I get it. I mean, it's, um, it was a big deal uh, doing it against that team. Been a while, like, you know, since I was a kid that, something like that's happened. So there's a whole generation who's never seen that. But, but at the same time, I was like, my God, it's one round. Like this is, it was, it was a, a massive party. Like, like a, we're going to the cup finals party. So I just thought it was funny. I, I just thought it was funny. But like I said, I get it. There's a whole group of people that have never seen them win around. So, you know, who am I to say don't have that much fun? Let it out, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Fans can do whatever they want. I don't care what they do. And I get it too. But sometimes yeah. you got to look around and go, hope the team's not partying this hard and thinking it's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a recipe for I disaster. Imagine, I would imagine that they weren't. But uh, <laughs> like you said, yeah, the fans, let them, let them have it. It's great. I guess so, Devo. So we'll leave it at that, man. Uh, great stuff today. We're looking forward uh, to this one tonight. Frozen Frenzy. Yeah, I know I'm going to be watching a lot of hockey tonight. 16 uh, different yeah. games, 16 different start times. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See you, Dero. Thanks, man. Absolute gem of a human being. And I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome that I was with somebody who won the cup like a couple of years prior. And he's laughing beyond belief. He's being humble about it. He was laughing. He's like, dude, what is this? And I totally get it. It was one series victory in like two decades. And the streets are full. We're having shots. The drinks were flying. It was a good time to be alive like six months ago. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? There hasn't been that much to celebrate. So obviously they're wanting to get it off their chest. I get it. And I like it, actually. Let's roll. Show the the team how excited you are and what it could be if you keep rolling. I like it. I like it. The Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool is coming soon. What's that, you ask? Well, it's a season-long NHL fantasy game sponsored by Wendy's. Everything will run through dailyfaceoff.com, so you'll create a username and password to be able to play alongside. Just like that, it's a Monday to Saturday Survivor Contest where users will be able to make their selection each day in advance accordingly. Prizes will only be eligible to those users who are resident in Canada, except the province of Quebec. Prizing will vary on Wendy's weekly menu items. Also, there'll be a season-long prize of $5,000 up for grabs as well. A game preview here, Rosie, as we get set for the Leafs and Capitals game three of five on this road trip. Toronto's one, one and oh so far. The Caps has reference. It's been a, a leaky start for them. One, two and one, six goals, four in four games. What's it like playing Alex Ovechkin? I know you talked about this last year, how strong this guy is. eh? Yeah, he's just a truck, man. Like that. uh wide legs, strong stance, like you bump into him. I mean, when you bump into some guys, you kind of feel some wavering and the balance kind of shifts. This guy's just like a concrete pillar. Um, yeah, I don't know where that comes from or what that guy does in the summer, but I think he comes from some like wrestling stock and whatnot. He's just an absolute tank. He's yeah. a beast and he's got the shot to go with it. And, you know, the energy level, he just doesn't stop. I really, really like the way the guy plays. He's not scared to crush guys. He has big cell. He's super energetic, great teammate. It's just, uh, you know, it's nice that he got his cup. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Ovi fan, man. At the beginning, I was always like, I go, Ovi, like, let's go Sid. And, you know, you yeah. take your, you know, the guy from your country and whatnot and try to root for him. But as time goes on and these guys turn into legends, I mean, all you can do is respect what they've both done. And uh, they've both got their cups. They're both Hall of Famers. And yeah, playing against him was was wild. I remember trying to hit him a couple of times and I was just like, oof, like better, better give it my all next time because there's not a lot moving this guy and he's a truck. Oh, he's a, he's an absolute unicorn. I, I'm happy you brought that up because it, it reminds me of like Steven Stamkos too. Like what was the story with Stamkos for this 10 years of his first 10 years of his career. Like he couldn't win. He wasn't a winner. Didn't have it in him. He wins. And the, the narrative has been so different. Like he's one of the more winning players in, in of his generation now. Like it, it just shows you how quickly things can change. And even with Ovechkin, like that was the narrative early on is like, yeah, this guy's an amazing player, but he doesn't have enough to lead a team to a Stanley cup. And then he does it. And you're so right. Like the perspective changes on the player. Evo, even Devo brings it up where it's like, it's one of those things where, People, you know, say he's lazy and this and that. And then you get to know Alex Ovechkin. You're like, wow, this guy's an absolute gamer. And look what he's doing at like, what, 37? Yeah, it's it's wild. 
It's always dumb to me when people talk like it's a team game. It, it's yeah. not basketball where like you should just be able to like get to the finals on that your own. That starts tonight, court. by the way. Your I favorite heard, sport. I heard. Ooh, LeBron's back, baby. I hope he misses the playoffs again. That'd be so beautiful. <laughs> but when these guys are like, people are like, I can't believe whoever would have thought Jack Eichel would get a Stanley Cup before so-and-so. It's like, McDavid. they're on different teams, you meathead. It's not like a home run derby where it's just mono-e-mono. Like, it's it's luck. It's timing. It's finding being in the right place. It's who drafted you. It's ridiculous. Like, you think that the... The Blackhawks are just automatically due for cups in the next five years because they drafted Connor Bedard. It's all about who else they draft, their free agents, what they can do with their cap, what the bad contracts they have or need to get rid of. It's like comparing two players and 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 judging them based on their Stanley Cups or not is kind of dumb in a sport that's so team oriented as as the NHL is. Yeah, that's exactly it. And um you know, I'm very curious to see how this one turns out tonight. Obviously, Joseph Wall's getting the call. It was a scheduled start anyways. No no revenge game for Ilya Samsonov. But what are you looking for from uh, from Wallsy tonight? Well, like I said yesterday, just that poise. When you watch him, he's not guessing. He's not, he's not hoping. He's not scrambling. He's in position, and he's just reacting calmly to the play in front of him. And he was doing that in his, uh, in his debut there yesterday when he got – or the other night when he got put in for Sammy. And I just want more of that poise, confidence, being big, being on your angles, and just reacting calmly and confidently to – everything that comes at you that's just a recipe for a goalie that's going to see everything and turn everything aside um other than that you know let the boys in front of you do their work and and you should be in good position and you know to have a goaltender that's playing like that it takes a lot of pressure off the d it takes a lot of pressure off the whole outfit because you know you can know that you're not going to leave them out to dry obviously but you know that every chance and every little breakdown isn't like oh my gosh you're gritting your teeth hoping that it doesn't go in because you know that your goalie is a little bit shaky he looks solid so far but this is his first start of the season, first start of his real NHL career, really. And uh, he's probably going to have a little bit of nerves, but hopefully he picks up where he left off. Especially nerves when you're facing Alex Ovechkin, too. But like, what's it like as a player on a team when you're playing, you're playing, you're playing a squad like Washington who's really, really fighting it. Like I just mentioned it. They have six goals in four games. They have Alex Ovechkin. They have Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Wilson. Like there's some players who've had, careers you know what i'm saying and i i think for a team like the leafs that it just feels like a tough spot man like this is the type of game where i want to see something i want to see some jam i want to see some moxie like instill fear in the hearts of washington right away like that first goal i know it's cliche to talk about four or five games the leafs have surrendered the first goal i want them to set a tone early in this game because i won't lie this game scares the shit out of me because it's one of those like trap games or whatever you want to call it where it's like, we all know Washington's been dog shit, but what do the Leafs do against dog shit opponents, right? Yeah, when I when I see that, what's going on, like Ovi hasn't scored yet. Um, Kuznetsov, uh, where is he? Kuznetsov hasn't scored yet. TJ Oshie hasn't scored yet. Backstrom is pointless. Exactly. You, can just, you can just know that that's not going to last forever. That's not going to last forever. So when I see that going into a game, I think, okay, let's make sure they don't find their groove against us because they're going to be absolutely digging their heels in trying to, right their ship and if you don't come in ready the stupidest thing you could do is be like oh these guys are playing like dog shit this should be good no no trust me an nhl outfit like that is going to be doing everything to get back on board and i would like to change that narrative of actually scoring the first goal here be ready Mm -hmm. to play come out guns blazing get lots of pucks and bodies to the net try to get that first goal because if you can do that you can kind of 
revert them back to the way things have been going this season and all of a sudden they might tighten up a little bit. I think the first goal is big this uh, tonight. Michael Kirkpatrick rates in Leafs uh, might take caps too lightly. And that seems to be the consensus here in the chat. And I, I think it's a lot of Leafs fans have seen them play games against Chicago and those sorts and those likes. But yeah, like that's from a betting perspective. And we're going to get to the Botano um, wrap up. It's a tough one to quantify from a sides point of view because the Leafs are obviously the heavy favorite. But as you referenced, you look at this Washington team again, they have Ovechkin, you know, they, they have some guys on that roster who have done things before. They're, they're not going to go solid for 82 games, right? And I think that's the concerns from the least perspective, or at least it should be. Then you have Spencer Carberry. You know there's going to be money on the board. The former assistant coach of the Leafs, now the head coach of the Washington Capitals, Rasmus Sandin and the revenge aspect, his first game against the Leafs. Like, there's angles you can look at. You know, it scares the hell out of me. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's just about, are you going to be the team that lets them find their groove against you and take them lightly? Or are you going to be the team that steps on their neck when they're down and makes it even more difficult for them? And Leafs definitely have a track record of, of taking easier teams lightly. And I'm sure that in that locker room, the coaching staff and the leadership is saying, you guys, we need to be on top of our stuff. We got to start hard. We got to make sure we don't let these guys in the game, blah, blah, blah. And it's weird, though. It's just a subconscious thing where if there's if there's a pattern of, you know, taking it lightly, it's usually just a subconscious thing. And this team might have a little bit of a, um, you know, a ability to say the guy next to me will do it. Well, this guy will take over the yeah. game. Well, Matthews will show up and he'll get two tonight. And this guy will, and you kind of pass the buck. And then all of a sudden time's ticking down. You look at the scoreboard and holy shit, no one stepped up to take this game. That's what you want to avoid for sure. And um, that's the kind of stuff I'd be pounding home as a leadership uh, guy on the team. Tavares, get these guys thinking the right way. And it's funny though, sometimes you can say things till you're blue in the face and it doesn't really translate on the ice, but they got to find a way not to, keep dropping games against teams that they should be beating. You know, what's funny. I almost want this game to be like a defensive battle, right? Where we just talked about Washington's got six goals in four games, but I think that's the one thing we're looking at from the least perspective is tighten things up defensively. Right. And if it has to be a two, one game, it has to be a two, one game. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Like I want to see this team improve upon things as the games go on here. And I think last game was an improvement, certainly in the, in the second half of that game. But consistency is going to be a big buzzword with this team. Can they be consistent for a 60-minute effort? That's that's certainly a thing I'll be looking at tonight, too. Yeah, hell, a 2-1 win would be fantastic. I mean, we can't, you're not going to win games, you know, all through the playoffs, 6-5. You got to learn how to play defense and how to play those tight grind games. And, you know, you got to be, you know, shut down for a period and a half and then find a way to get that big goal when everyone's searching for it. So, I mean, maybe the under is the play tonight as we go on to our Botano mm -hmm segment here i'm looking here the over under six and a half Ooh, undy let's Ooh, go you're looking at that eh? you're looking at undy. that the botano wrap-up is presented by botano.ca the game starts now 19 plus please play responsibly there's a couple things i'm looking at uh the ovechkin shot prop entices me it's only cleared in 204 but he dominates the leafs he has throughout his career he's dominated a lot of teams he has 41 goals in 56 career games I think Ovechkin's going to shoot the puck tonight. He rises up against Canadian opponents. Uh, Sandine, I would look at if you can find a point prop there. It yeah. just seems like every time a guy plays his former team, he does something. So Rasmus Sandine, I would look at. 
And one of his best friends in Willie Nylander has been a great story. And I've been hitting a lot of success on the props. So Nylander is another guy I'm looking at tonight. Willie's been hot as could be. I like that. Ovi's due to get uh, on the board as well. I just hit the under on that. I like the way you're saying. I think Wolsey's going to be solid. And uh, Washington's been struggling to get goals in the back of the net. But uh, I... (laughs) It would be typical Leafs fashion to let them find their footing here tonight. I am fingers crossed they don't. I hope they are a more mature team with more character than that. And we're going to go with the under. And I would love them to grind out a greasy defensive road win in Washington. That's would be a fantastic sign to me showing that they can play that type of game and they don't have to shoot the lights out to win every single night. I was going to ask you, what's your read on Pontus Holmberg? Um, so he gets recalled and we talked about first call-ups and I know I was reading some people in the chat. I, I guess Nick Robertson got banged up last game. So what else is new? We'll monitor that over the next uh, little while here. Certainly he would be one of those guys who would be in line to be called up once Minton uh, presumably is sent back to, to Junior and Kamloops. But what's your read on Pontus Holmberg? Like, do you like him as a player? Do you think he has a spot in this lineup? Should he be in the lineup? Yeah, I'm kind of impartial, to be honest. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's kind of a filler spot. I would like, um, and An you, need those, you need those guys. Nice. I mean, is, is he going to go, is he going to play physical? Is he going to play with Jam? Is he going to... How are we doing, Nikki? Yeah, we got you back. We got you back. Go ahead. You took off on me. I was talking about Holmberg. Uh, just I want to see some jam out of him. You're going to play on that line. You got to play with some snot and uh, get to the net. Face wash a guy. Little F you. Little chip on the shoulder. Play that role. I need you to do that. You can't just sit there and go, well, I wish I was getting more goals and points and I'm not really getting the opportunity to play with the big guys. Well, back to the minors you go. You got to embrace the opportunity fill the void that the the team needs. And if you're going to be playing on, you know, that bottom six, finish your check, stop in front of the net, drive the bloody net, chirp off, be that Corey Perry type of player without staying, without going to the penalty box and and get it done that way. You got to fill the role that's needed. You know, the the thing with that too, is like, I'm happy you brought that up. Cause like you talk about Rose, uh, you talk about Tyler Bertuzzi. So, I don't know if you saw this a couple games ago, Sheldon Keefe comes out and says like, he's not a hundred percent, but then like he's back in the lineup and back in the lineup. If Tyler Bertuzzi is not a hundred percent, like what's the point of playing him, right? Like I think it's so early in the season and I know this is going to be a conversation behind the scenes, the player, the training staff, the coaching staff management, but if this guy's not close to a hundred percent, why are they playing him? Right. I think it's quite evident evident the last couple of games, Tyler Bertuzzi has been a non-factor and there's clearly something going on. What is the rush to put this guy in the lineup is my question. Yeah, it depends what it is. Like uh yeah. well, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Being injured, you just can't play. And being hurt means you got some some things bothering you. But I mean, if it's a groin, you're gonna make it worse by playing on it. You need time to heal if it's something that's been nagging you for a couple of years and you know you gotta you know go through the you know the routines of of getting it better but playing and practicing doesn't necessarily make it worse well then you're gonna still be in the lineup there's no reason to sit you out so it depends on what it is everything's different and everything's you know specific to the player but 
yeah, to, to hint that he's not 100%. And it's just so, it's just kind of annoying because you don't know what it yeah. is. Ever this upper body injury stuff, lower body, it's kind of annoying, like as if this is like the, the 70s where a guy's going to go tomahawk your ankle if you find out there's a left ankle injury. It's it's kind of silly, but uh, they just they never want to give out too much information. They always feel like any kind of information could be used against them. But obviously, he's good enough to play. He's maybe making an excuse for him. I don't know, but I, I've seen it where guys are a little bit banged up. They're still obviously playing, but they're trying to you know find their form within that. And sitting out in the in the press box isn't necessarily going to make you healthier. You know, there's certain injuries that don't really get worse by just playing games on them. Could be one of those. I don't know. Again, we're not getting all the info. Sean writes in, I want to see Wilson and Reeves drop the gloves. Uh, I do too. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think Reeves got to pick his spots. And I think if you notice the last couple of games, he hasn't played very much. But I think if there is an opponent where maybe a fight does happen, it's against Washington. It, it, it takes two to oblige though, right? Like, who knows Wilson? I mean, he's coming off injuries. Uh, who knows if he wants to get involved with a guy like Ryan Reeves, who I think turfed him a couple of years back. Like, you got to pick your spots and you can say this, you're a former fighter in this league. You don't want to just take everything that's handed to you or requested, right? No, he won't. It, uh, many times you, you turn a guy away or shake a guy off because he's, you know, he's, his team's in a bad position. He needs yeah. to spark something and start something and hit the reset button for his team. And you're saying, I don't want to give you even the opportunity to do that. What I want to see out of Revo though, is running around burying guys, finishing your checks. Like that one, uh, that one shift, his second fight of the year, for, oh man, he uh, he was running around burying guys in the corner, oh, yeah. burying guys on the half wall, burying guys open ice. That's just beautiful. And when you run around like that, that used to be, that's the reason I turned into a fighter. I switched to forward and just started running guys. And then it was just like, I have to fight. It was forced on me. And even if a guy's in a position where they just went up to nothing, and he shakes the guy off, says, no, not the time, Revo, not the time. And Revo runs around and buries three guys in one shift. Your hands are, you're forced. Your hand's forced. You got to go up there and grab them and say, hey, can't put up with that shit anymore. And force their hand. And if they don't want to, all the more reason you just smile ear to ear and say, I'm going to run every single guy on your mm-hmm. on your bench until no one wants to touch the puck. That's the beautiful thing about it. So I want to see a little bit of that out of Revo. You don't have to go up and say, hey, Tom, let's fight tonight. Like it's make it make him do it. Make him come to you. Make him frustrated. Make him force his hand to do something about your style of play. And then, of course, Revo is able to back it up. John writes in uh, YouTube their 2014 fight. You will see why Wilson won't go tonight. So maybe we'll do that after <laughs> the show. Maybe you'll break it down on your new ho- hockey fights podcast. Why don't you you preview that for us? You got a new hockey fights podcast. Yeah, that's right. We call it Department of Discipline. And we've Ooh. got one episode out right now. Me and Ryan Pinder off Flames Barn Burner. We're under the hockeyfights.com logo. They got their, their company. They got a big uh, following. Nation Network's got that in their umbrella now. And we're going to get deep into some of this stuff. We're not going to be too PC. We're not going to be scared to go into the uh, the controversial aspects of the game. It's kind of a hockey culture show. You won't see us breaking down the standings or anything like that, but we'll BS about some of the stuff that guys talk about amongst themselves. So look forward to that. We're filming the number two episode this afternoon. Love that. So make sure to go check that out. Subscribe. You can subscribe to our show as well at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube at the Leafs Nation 401. You can also search us up wherever you get your podcasts to search Leafs Morning Take. So you're not in tomorrow. We've got Rosie's rants coming up tomorrow. Hopefully it's a good rant about the Leafs being excellent against Washington tonight. 
I hope so too. I hope it's a positive rant, which doesn't get as ranty, but uh, I'm not in the mood for another big slip up by the Leafs. I want to see these guys get some traction here and finish this road trip off in style. I love it. We'll talk on on Thursday. Okay, Rosie? Sounds good. We will see you then. Enjoy the frozen frenzy. NHL schedule. Finger, whatever frozen frenzy. It. Frozen frenzy. Whoop D. Here we go. Frozen frenzy. 16 games. There you go. That's Jay Rosell, Anthony Stewart back in the saddle alongside tomorrow. Many thanks to producer Aaron Bordado. Our guest today, Devontae Smith-Pelly from the 2018 Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. And thank you to everybody in the chat. You are fantastic, including some of our enemies and Elvis lives. And of course, Travis Houston, Rosie's boy. We'll see you later. Take care. Shouldn't you be at work, Travis? Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com.